wise man once said, in life, people emulate the end result, but not the process. The end result is what they see and they emulate that. Jay-Z was right. So often people glorify the title of entrepreneur as if it is some glorious role that comes with money, fame, and a level of success that is seemingly unobtainable to the average person. What they don't realize is building something from nothing successfully is one of the most difficult things that you can do in today's society. And so often, the help and mentorship along the journey of being an entrepreneur is priceless. This podcast will document my journey in turning a dream to a reality, thoughts to action, and goals to glory. Hopefully, you can learn from my mistakes as well as my successes, as you will have a front row seat to finding Kemet. to me, um, it signifies an awakening within our culture, yeah. you know? Something that, like we were discussing earlier, is, is our generations, your generation, mine, we were always taught one thing, you know? Uh, even Egyptians looked a certain way in media and, and, and was portrayed a certain way. And over the course of time, as we were able to educate ourselves more, we realized that our history was so much more deeply rooted right. in the history that was written, right? So for me to find Kemet, when I think of ancient Kemet, uh, what people call ancient Egypt, I think about using uh, humans using more mental capacity than they've ever used, you know, than what we use right now. I think of great feats in technology and, and structure and education, astrology, all these beautiful things. Um, that, that was far beyond their time. To me, finding Kemet and reaching Kemet is reaching a new awakening, right? And understanding who we are and what we are. And that, as content creators, is very important to me. One thing that I look at when it comes to my structure and any of the shows that are involved with our company or any type of content that we put out, it's all about authenticity, right? right? That's why moments like this are so important to me. That's why sitting down and having open-ended conversations is so important. So that's what the name Kemet means to me. Awesome, awesome, yeah, awesome. For sure, for sure. Um, I, you know, it's, it's tough. It's not tough. I'm enjoying this show. You know? One thing for me is I recently started my entrepreneurial journey, maybe about a year ago. Okay. Um, uh, left corporate America, did that for 10 years. Once again, managing a large scale of employees and associates and big box retail. Um, I realized there was a point where working so hard for somebody else to make millions of dollars right. without getting a proper return on investment for myself was something that I, I wasn't okay with anymore. Okay. Right? Especially when I can do it for myself. Sure. So I got into freelance consulting for a while. Uh, utilizing the experience that I gained 10 years in corporate America, uh, managing music artists at one point. I'll never, I'll never do that again, brother. <laughs> I have to tell you some stories. We have similar, yeah. Right? Never do that Been again. I've learned. Yeah. Um, but COVID changed everything. It changed, you know, the, the, the consulting side because I was consulting for a service industry. Okay. Service industry closed, what do I have to consult? You know, uh, providing security services for locations. These locations are closed, what am I going to secure? Right. Um, so the whole podcast thought and the podcast platform, I've been doing a podcast, The Inevitable Jungle, since October of 2019 okay. uh, with my co-host, Wilson. 
Um, and I noticed that there was a lot of content creators within the city that weren't creating content anymore. So why not bring these content creators together, give them the proper tools and resources to continue putting out great content uh, so people can get a look at the type of community that Charlotte is, you know? Whether it's in music or art or, you know, food, um, so on and so forth, and really just highlight that. Um, and that idea, as you know, you know, as, as a creative entrepreneur, just started to grow, right? Grow, 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 and then became, what type of partnerships can we make? Right. What type of network can we build? How can we make sure that, you know, videographers in the city are getting consistent yeah. work? How can we make sure that the models and the music artists, the athletes, can be in one network? And that's what I'm in the process of building right now. I mean, even this moment right here, it's it's building a, a better relationship with the community as a whole, and that's what that's really a, a major focus of mine. So we're currently looking at some space, uh, uh, hopefully on the south end. Awesome, um, great location. Uh, partnering with the with the gentleman who's um, who had a vision of studio space in his future, but we're trying to make it happen now in one of his locations that he just built out there on the south end, just for our studio. Awesome. Uh, we have some sponsors, alcohol sponsor, uh, Black Market is helping us out with painting the studio, um, which is gonna be exciting for us, for sure. Um, Tailored Smoke Cigar Lounge over there, we're, we're talking about bringing a podcast back that hasn't been around in a while, All right. shooting it there okay. in Tailored Smoke. Um, so the, the, the community's been really great as far as, you know, accepting and, and excited about what, what I'm trying to build here and bring to the table. Well, I'm excited for you and you can count on uh, Chaz Crenshaw and uh, some of the other businesses that I, I am involved in, mm -hmm. uh, as well as Scrimp Shack. I want to be a part of your movement. I believe in what you're doing. Thank you, man. Thank you. That really means a lot. So let me ask you, man, tell me about your entrepreneurial journey. Um, you know, where did it start? When did you get bit by the bug? You said you're addicted to business. Tell me about that. Well, I come from, uh, you know, my lineage goes back to, you know, my father uh, being an entrepreneur. He, he, all, he was in the military, got out of the Air Force, and he did work. Um, he worked different jobs and what have you, but he was always a leader, and from the time he was a kid, and he would boast about when he was eight years old, he used to sell coal in his neighborhood, pulling it in a wagon. And uh, I grew up uh, having work ethics with my father. He had businesses so far as even at the flea market. And whoever knew that junk, what was junk to some folk was treasure to others. And uh, I didn't spend my Saturday mornings laying in bed. It was often I would get up as a kid going with my father to different flea markets or traveling to buy antiques. And I even learned how to refinish antiques at, at a young age. Mm -hmm. And um, so I learned a lot from my father and I adopted his spirit. This guy could take ice and sell it to an Eskimo, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's no disrespect. That's, yeah. uh, just a, meant that is a positive saying mm -hmm. but uh, I adopted that and from the time I was a kid uh, eight years old I was making wine racks for 50 cents a piece mm -hmm. in uh, Brooklyn New York working with my father 
Is that where you're originally from? No, I'm actually from Virginia. My family's from uh, from Virginia. Okay. My, my mother and father both, and my father was in the military up in, um, got out at, at McGuire Air Force Base, mm -hmm. and uh, stayed in New York for some time. And um, so we spent a lot, my sister and I spent a lot of time in, in New York, and my dad would have us uh, always active in doing something. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, I cut grass, when I was young, had my own little landscaping business back then, you know, uh, I would clean up or so forth and so on. But later on, uh, after getting out of the military, uh, I was in law enforcement for a little while. I moved to Richmond where my, where my wife and I uh, settled up. She was going to uh, Virginia Union University and uh, I worked for a large company at that time, environmental company and I traveled all over the world and I learned a lot. I started as a laborer, I was a self-taught equipment operator. Um, later on I got into management and then I got into high level management mm -hmm. and I had an opportunity in 1999 I went to Washington DC to work in DC public schools. They had environmental concerns and I had a chance to um, put contracts on the street and I hired a lot of African-American uh, contractors and I watched so many I didn't know it there was so many African-American contractors that were doing so well I, I just had never seen that and in DC I was just so impressed with it and finally one day and I mean I was a high-level executive uh, you know I had a nice salary and new vehicle whenever I wanted one and I was on per diem for years they always paid for my, my apartments or whatever wherever I was traveling but after watching some of these folks, I was like, wow, I'm just as smart and I'm just as hard. And I always had a, another business outside of working for someone. I always had landscaping or cleaning mm -hmm. business or what have you. And I saw that I could be effective and I saw that there was some value in it. I just needed to get in position. And I, I'm, I'm writing a book and I've been writing it for a couple of years. I've been procrastinating. <laughs> but one of my chapters is don't quit your day job. And that means... Don't just leave your benefits and everything to go out on a whim. You got to prepare yourself. So it took baby steps, and then one day I just wrote my company a um, a letter and told them it was nice. I appreciate all the experience, and I learned a lot from them. I learned a lot, and I had a lot of access, and I took those tools and I said I can roll these into my business. And once I'd saved enough, or I thought I saved enough, uh, I went out there and I started a business, and then I saw that I could actually make it on my own. And after about the first five years, I really got bold. I said, well, you know, things hadn't been the easiest, but I've had a taste of success and at least I know what success looks like. It's out in front of me. All I gotta do is just keep pushing. I'm getting closer and closer every day. Mm -hmm. And the next thing I know, uh, you know, I've, I'd started another business at the same time that I had a business and then another business and then another business. And uh, all of them are still functioning uh, and doing very, very well today. And uh, last year, back in February, I had an opportunity to get involved uh, with this franchise. It's something that I never thought that I'd be involved with the food uh, business, but you know, man, the Lord said he'll order your steps. And uh, it's been kind of like a, a really beautiful situation. I didn't know that I'd have so much fun uh, in this business because I get to meet so many beautiful people and I get also so back into folk that don't have a chance and encourage them you know uh, so even in this business here uh, our employees uh, we're planning on in the next couple of weeks having a meeting 
and I have someone gonna come over here and talk to them about building credit. We're closed on Sundays. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna pay them to come in for a couple of hours. It's not gonna be mandatory, but those that want to find out more about how to start a business or how to get your credit, your, your credit uh, repaired and what have you, I'm gonna have some different people. And we're gonna continue to do that, um, you know, often. Uh, even about, I do a little real estate as well. And we want to teach them about home ownership and how to get prepared to do that and the value of uh, owning a home versus uh, renting when they're prepared. And if they prepare right, that they can too be homeowners. Some of these folks may be thinking that it's not possible, it's not in the cards for me, but it is in the cards for them. Absolutely. Yeah. You just were here a, little, a few minutes ago before we started talking. There was a young man sitting at the table and he just overheard us talking and he wanted to talk about how to be an entrepreneur. So, in uh, respect for you and your time, I talked to him for a few minutes. I gave him a card, and uh, which I do several people, uh, and I actually get back with them. And I've had people come back, and, and we talk. You know, and, and I am addicted to business. It's not just addicted to business for myself. I'm addicted to even helping other people start. Now, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I use the tools that I've uh, gained in my toolbox over the years, the life lessons about taxes and the importance of, <laughs> if you're gonna start a business, I tell anyone, you better get you an attorney and a good accountant. Uh, not, not just an accountant, get you a CPA mm -hmm. before you do anything, mm -hmm. you know, whether you think you can afford it or not, because you can't afford not to have it. Yeah. You know? your, your team. Right? You can't split yourself into multiple different pieces. Right? No. You can't be at every one of these businesses at one time. No way. What was the process like for you finding the right people placed in the right spots that you can be in Charlotte, North Carolina while you have businesses operating in Virginia and wherever else and feel comfortable with the unit that you built around you? Right. Well, first of all, what was that process um, like? It's it's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been in my other businesses for a number of years, and it has been the same uh, daunting task as it is starting this restaurant. Uh, it didn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? Went through several folk at several different levels to get to where you could have a trust level. Because one thing about being an entrepreneur or a business owner, I haven't met anyone that can really have a successful business and not be involved. There's a lot of folks that, when folks come to me and say, oh, I wanna be an investor, and I'm like, I'm, I'm leery of those. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because money doesn't make you successful. Mm -hmm. You know, you can throw a lot of money at a good situation, it can go right down the tubes real quick mm -hmm. if you don't have your eye on it. First of all, you have to develop people that have the culture and the um, ethics, work ethics, as well as um, just ethics in general mm -hmm. to run a, uh, a business. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can't just, you want people to operate out of the spirit that you operate. If you just put people out because they have titles and a lot of letters behind their, their name and so forth and so on, that can mean a hill of beans with their character. Mm -hmm. They can be very, very educated. They could have had experience, but experience with no character and no ethics is a recipe for disaster. Yes, sir. So uh, basically, the reason I'm able to spend so much time here in Charlotte now developing this brand, and, and I knew, and I committed, my wife committed, we knew when we got into this franchise, it was going to take a lot of energy. We're going to have to make a lot of sacrifices. I hadn't worked on Saturdays in years. I, I mean, I, I pride myself in working all the time because I always have means of communication. I'm open like Waffle House. I'm 24-7. I'm accessible. But I do enjoy uh, uh, playing around on motorcycles and boats and so forth and so on. 
this summer that has been out of the cards because we've committed to being here, first of all, to have the type of team that you want in your organization. You gotta be present and show them and and also let them know that, hey, listen, I'm really, I'll roll up my sleeves and get dirty too. People appreciate that more when they see that you're not just a figurehead and coming in and, and, and collecting a check. So basically, I mean, we're putting it all in. We've actually invested in a place here in Charlotte. Uh, we feel like we're, we're, uh, you know, we're half Virginia and half Charlotte. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, I have good management here. You, you know, you met Cedric Lockhart. He makes me sleep well. Um, he's, he's, he's just a, a jewel, man. I mean, I just, it's hard to find folk like that that put it all in. Um, to try to just help us get to the next next level. Yes, sir. You know, and so basically, and, and the other thing is, you know, I have plans investing in, in, in Cedric. You know, Cedric's gonna be our partner. You know what I mean? So we have uh, that kind of commitment as well. Folks that commit to us, we're gonna commit to them. For sure. So he's a business owner. Yes. You know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's what allows us to do the things that we do. You know, it's not, you gotta be a giver, man, but you gotta give your time. You gotta invest. There's got to be sweat equity. And uh, you got to be willing to go to go that mile. Sweat equity. Sweat equity. Yes, like sir. Yeah. I think everything that you're saying is, is valuable. It's so valuable for, for entrepreneurs to hear and understand. For someone who's at a stage in the game where they've been able to recreate, you know, a, a formula, okay, uh, that is successful over multiple locations and different industries, apparently, right? Because right. this is your first time in the food industry, right? Um, what would you say are the top three attributes that you possess, right? That's able to keep a your thoughts in in check, right? Organized, uh, as well as help you recreate those levels of success in multiple locations. The three attributes that I have: first of all, you know, I have a love of God and I have a love of people. Um, I think of myself of having a spirit of humility. Because it's not all about me. I believe in you know building kingdom, man. And uh, and and I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I've been given an opportunity to use uh, these platforms to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. And um, the other thing is that I am a hard hard worker, and uh, I'm a champion. I was a champion wrestler, and I was a late blossomer. I didn't start wrestling in high school until late, where most kids start when they're about eight nine years old. Um, and, and I was very awkward, but I was determined I have the will to win. Mm -hmm. So I would train harder. I wasn't the best with finesse, but I would train harder than my opponents would, would train. I would train harder than my teammates would train. When practice was over, I kept on running. Mm -hmm. I kept on doing drills or whatever to, uh, to make myself strong where I was weak in other areas. Mm -hmm. So. The way I beat my my opponents was I was in better condition than they were in. Mm -hmm. So I use the same principles. I condition my mind. I think at night. I've always got pencil and paper somewhere. Um, and now with the iPhones or whatever, you can write notes down. And I go back and I use those things. Uh, you know. So my best attributes are using the tools that life lessons have offered me. Mm -hmm. Also using the tools that life lessons have. Um, taught other folks. You know, I, I, I listen to when people speak. You know, I'm a mentor to many. Many ask me to mentor them, and I don't know why, but I always tell them, guess what? I have mentors as well. I have mentors as well. I, yeah, I've got folks that I go to when I need to run something across and I feel confident 
that they're going to give me uh, the right support and the right answer, not just tell me something I want to hear. It's invaluable. It's invaluable. It truly is. And I think that's, that's what, um, that's the perception of entrepreneurs that it, 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 the, the perception in it, they lose the thought process that comes with helping others succeed on this journey. Yeah. Right? Um, learning lessons from other people. There's a saying that smart people learn from their own lessons, wise people learn from other people's right. lessons. Right? Um, and having these conversations, having moments where we can open up to one another and talk about our insecurities at times and thought processes, it's very important to, to the growth of people as individuals, but very much so as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've been battling is, and maybe you can help me, I've been battling the growth of the business and trying to get to a point where we can continue to grow and, and, and put pieces together and the operation of the business. Because while I'm out here doing whatever I gotta do and networking and filming content, I have, Chris, I'm, how much content do we have stockpiled right now that's not out? Right? We have, I'd say months, probably like a month and a half worth, worth of visual content, excuse me, that it's waiting to be released out there and edited, right? But once again, I can't be everywhere at one time. I think I, I'm, I'm at a point right now, based off of a meeting I had yesterday, um, that I might have found somebody who can help maintain this portion of the business that is, is now falling behind because we should be at a much different location right now in the corner. How did you balance when there was a time where you had your strengths that you were working on, but you needed something else to kind of boost your weaknesses, if that makes sense, in order to keep the business going or developing at the proper rate? Yeah, that's, um, I think that's a struggle that all entrepreneurs have, is to try to find that balance. And you know, the one thing is, um, especially when, when it comes down to finance and you're trying to do so much and the finances just don't meet you, where where you need to be met to, to get things off the ground, so you, then you find yourself uh, sometimes thinking about other options of how can I feed this to do this, and that can take you and distract you. And uh, the, the one thing that happens to me is that I want my mind just races 100 miles an hour, and I, like I said, I'm addicted to business, and you know I, I just have the no limit, no quit mentality. But sometimes you have to check yourself and, and understand that you know. I can't do it all today, even though uh, I'm built for it. I got to discipline myself to to understand that everything happens in time, mm -hmm. and you have to um, say, okay, what is in my grasp right now? And I call it the low lying fruit. Mm -hmm. What can I do to maintain myself while I still have my mind on this over here? But I know if I get over here, I'm gonna get off track. I haven't completed this mission, mm -hmm. so uh, I'm a mission based person. I'm an army and we called everything a mission. So my thing is, let me uh, finish one mission at a time. Doesn't limit me from thinking about other missions. I'm still jotting those things down on paper and I'm going to get back to it. But the low-lying fruit, the things that are absolutely necessary for me to keep going today, I'm going to focus on that. And I'm also looking to find someone else to bring in that can support what I'm doing, mm -hmm. take the pressure off. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a, it takes a long time. 
uh, to get to where you want to go, but delay doesn't mean denial. Sometimes uh, delay can keep you from running off track, mm -hmm. you know, so be encouraged. We might have in our mind at the time frame of when things are going to happen. And when things don't happen within the, the, the way that we originally thought, it's easy for people to get discouraged yeah. and, and to, to kind of let a project go. Yeah. Right? And one thing that I would stress to any entrepreneur, whether it's on any level, is the consistency with a positive mental attitude is key. Right. It's key. And, and as, as long as you keep chipping away at that mountain one, one stone at a time. Right? Make a gravel pit. That's it. Make a gravel pit. You move on from there. Yeah. You know? and, and, and it's funny. You'll, the lessons you'll learn along that, that time that sure. you're taking to build it, once again, invaluable. It's, it's, it's natural to uh, get discouraged when things aren't going as fast as you want them to go. Um, but what I do find uh, peace in is that everything that I decided that I really believed in, I believed in. And uh, you know, I've had some I've had some hard knocks. I had the IRS to wake me up with a bill for a million three. And I thought I was done. I was waiting on Ashton Kusher to jump out the bushes <laughs> and say, you've been pumped. And uh, it wasn't because of something I did. It was something just because I didn't have the knowledge. Mm -hmm. I really didn't owe the IRS. But they told me, you do until you prove that you don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, guess what? Uh, you know, it, it cost me. It, it, it took several years to, to knock that out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't think that I ever would be. But, and that was during the time where I was trying to grow my business. It was right when my business was taking off the, the uh, landing pad there. And I said, man, this is, this is gonna crush it. But you know what? I just decided I had a prayer and I said, Lord, if, if you give me the strength to make it through, I'll keep pushing. And I kept pushing and one day, man, that thing was over with. And uh, my businesses were growing and I was building businesses. So if I could tell anybody, like if you believe in your, in your vision, just get up every day and do what you can to um, contribute to what you where you're trying to get to to get contribute to that mission, you know. I just tell people don't lay down. If you believe in it and somebody else is doing it, you can do it. Absolutely. What you tell me when it comes to where I'm at, my phase right now, looking for investors, right? Because listen, this cost, right? Sure. Microphones, camera equipment, videographers, all that stuff. Um, few nuggets that I picked up along the way. First and foremost. What brings us closer to the money? Right? Is there a piece that we can, that I can invest in, that I can show and prove to an investor? Hey, this is a cog in the wheel that, that I'm working on. This is the ROI that I received off of this $500 piece of equipment. Right. I've turned the profits $2,000 for the month right. on this equipment alone. This is why I need the investment to get more of this and have more opportunity. Um, that's one thing I'm focusing on currently. What other advice would you give to me personally about finding an investor for the business? Well, I mean, it sounds like you're already on the right track. A lot of times folks come up with ideas and, um, you know, they, they want to start a business and what have you. They see someone else doing something and it's like an overnight vision. Mm -hmm. And um, so they see something happening on tomorrow. I want to have a car detail in place because they stopped somewhere and they saw all these cars lined up around the building. They don't know what people have done to get to that point. You know, somebody might've been going door to door knocking on people's door to ask them. So basically 
these folks have invested in their business already. Nobody wants to make an investment in just your vision if no no uh, sweat equity or no groundwork has been done. Mm -hmm. Right now, you have the evidence that you've been working on your craft. You have all of this footage and all of these interviews you've gone on, on your own nickel or wherever you could scrape up. Mm -hmm. Now you have um, a, a, a business that has some weight. People can see what you're trying to do and, uh, and, and you do have some success. It's not many people that really want to invest in someone that just has a harebrained idea and they got a couple notes and they call themselves having a makeshift um, business plan. Business plan doesn't mean a hill of beans to me when somebody wants me to put in some money. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to see what have you done. Mm -hmm. It's just like a nonprofit. People think they open up a nonprofit and all of a sudden they're gonna have all these people donating money. No, not people that donate real money to nonprofit. They say, "What did you do on your own yet? Mm -hmm. Have you fed some homeless before? Where's the documentation? Mm -hmm. Who can vouch for you? Mm -hmm. What is what is your mission? What are, what are you uh, trying to accomplish? And and what has been your success this far without us? That's what people." want to hear so basically you're on the right track you're doing all that you can do you have something that can show someone that it's viable and uh, and you have a direction that you're going so that's the kind of stuff that people want to be on a winning team no one wants to just throw money at um, something that you woke up last night and you have no evidence you hadn't you hadn't done any legwork I have people to come to me all the time man on a daily basis man I got this idea and blah 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 and I'm like well okay tell me about it what, mm -hmm. what, what research have you done mm -hmm. you know uh, how do you know that this will work what you know this is your vision you ought to be able to tell me something about it why do I have to have all of the ideas yeah I'm yeah. coming to you telling so what you're doing is you're asking me to build your business well if I'm gonna do that I may as well build it for myself and then bring you to help me yeah later on yeah for sure Sure. But uh, no, I would advise anyone if you if you want some investors, have your ducks in a row. So, have done your research, so show what um, uh, the demand is for it, and um, you know you just keep on pushing with that. You know, and and then folks will want to sow into you. People are like man, that train is moving. People want to get on a fast moving train. True. Yeah. Very true. Um, it's funny because when when I find myself moving a different way, I find myself being around a different or different grouping of people, you know? Uh, uh, my circle is changing in the professional, in the, on the professional sense. Sure. You know, sitting down with business owners and, and you know, going out to lunches, whatever the case is. Um, how important, one thing that I've noticed is that my personal life is one thing, my business hey, life is another. Sure. And as an entrepreneur, they're merging. Because I'm always on when it comes to the business. Right. What level of importance do you place on your personal relationships when it comes to being um, able to intertwine with who you are as the businessman? That's a good, good question. Well, you know, I, I, I pride myself. I have three things on my mind all the time. I got God on my mind, family, and business. Um, so far as on a personal level, I understand that in order, it's something about us entrepreneurs that we can't help ourselves for thinking about business. That's how you know you're an entrepreneur. But if you if you just think that you have a business and, and you want to spend all your time fishing and golfing, those rewards will come. There will be times for allowance for that. But it's something about us true entrepreneurs to understand we got to keep our eyes on the prize. You cannot just turn, turn away. So... Um, I tell you, 
it's uh, that's a broad question that you ask, but um, it's all about focus, and you do also have to really have some personal time to keep you from getting burnt out. Balance. It's a balance. Mm-hmm. And you'll know the balance. My mother always, bless her soul, my mother always said, my son, you look tired, you're doing too much, and so forth and so on. I said, mama, I said, I'm okay. When I want to goof off, trust me, my body tells me, you know, last year I took a motorcycle trip from Virginia to Alaska. I was gone 14 days. What are you riding on, man? I was, I was riding a Goldwing uh, on that trip with my buddies, but I do ride a Harley as well. Nice. And, um, and I would have ridden it, but they begged me not to ride it. They said, man, ride your Goldwing, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have ridden my Harley through all of that mud and yeah. wooden bridges. <laughs> but no, um, you know, it's, it's all about recognizing, uh, you know, your family. You mentioned you have children. Yeah, That's yeah. so important, man. They're, sure. the, they're the age now that they need you. But they also need you to continue to grind yep. because their future is um, going to depend on what you do right now. For sure. So, you know, stay focused, but also recognize that, you know, you do have to carve that time out and dedicate some time to yourself um, because you're not even good to your kids if, if, if you're not healthy yourself in your, in, your, in your physical as well as your mental. For sure. Yeah. For sure, man. But I'm the wrong it. person to ask that, man, because I go hard in the paint. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm thinking about business all the time. Same here, same here. You can ask this guy. We'll be in the middle of recording an episode, and my mind will be off somewhere else. And then they'll come to me and like, Gamble, what do you think? I'm like, oh, no, I was thinking about uh, how we're going to put this together and how we're going to splice this part in. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, so it, it's a gift and a curse. It you is. Know? Uh, for me, that's why I'm kind of a bit more excited to start taking a step back, you know, and let the creators create and right. me focus on the business yeah, well, once you once you get people on team that you can trust and like you said you have folk that you can depend on to do certain things and you know that once you you lay it on their desk oh yeah it's done that makes life a lot lot easier for sure, too for sure. finding those people that's very difficult that's the, that's, the, that's and when the you key. find them let me know I, yeah I need some seriously of them, you know? and don't get it twisted when i tell you take a step back i mean from the actual content being in front right. of the camera sure sure you know um, I would love to spend more time behind the scenes, behind the camera, get the creators creating, having having their level of authenticity for, for the brand that they're putting out for themselves right. and, and help develop that over the course of time. You're developing it right now because uh, when they go back and look at what you've created, then they're going to have to adopt uh, your spirit and, and the way that um, you're trying to grow and launch your business. Um, so this is that sweat equity right now. Yes, sir. You know, I see you doing big things, brother, and uh, I've been around a lot of people and I respect uh, what you're doing. Um, believe it or not, I tried to help someone do the same thing. I had a studio a couple years ago. Yeah. Didn't go well because it was one of those folks that, uh, you know, it was a, it was a bad investment. Mm. I, I invested in um, something that uh, I was investing more than they wanted. Mm. You know? mm. They thought I gave them this beautiful studio and all the equipment to, to do this. And then they just went left. They got relaxed. And I'm like, no, this ain't a game. No, that's when you turn it all the way up. Yeah. You know, for me. Um, thank you so much for your time, Chad. Thank you man. so much for taking I, the time. I'm humble is when folk want to come by and, and talk to a little country boy. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I appreciate you giving me an opportunity to express myself. Again, uh, these things that I uh, speak about, they're just things that I've experienced. It's, it's nothing that I learned in school, um, nothing that I read. Well, I do read some books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for most of all, I've had these are life experiences, and, and I'm using them to the best of my ability. Yes, sir. And that's it. Now, I, I thank you for sharing these experiences with me. 
very welcome. Uh, I've, I've learned quite a bit in this conversation awesome. alone. Awesome. I hope this helps others on their journey as well. It does. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Let's eat. <laughs> to sit down with somebody like a Chaz Crenshaw was uh, it was an honor. It was uh, eye opening. It was definitely um, invaluable. The conversation that we had and, and what it added to my personal journey. Um, I think people like that uh, are are a gift, a gift to have in your corner to kind of just pick the brain of somebody who's been doing what you strive to do, open up multiple locations, juggle multiple businesses, uh, become organized, take care of your employees, become part of the community. I think the one thing that impressed me the most about Mr. Crenshaw was he knew the name of every customer who approached him and and said hello to him. Um, And I know that's one of two locations that he has in Charlotte, one of multiple businesses that he owns, and he still takes the time to understand his community and knows the people within the community. And that's invaluable, you know? When the community vouches for you and when they want to be around you and want to to, uh, be a part of the energy and the journey that you're on, it makes you pretty much unstoppable. Um, And and you want and we we should all strive to be somebody who, um, you know, is desired, is needed, is wanted, is uh, is looked at as somebody who can add value to others and help others grow. Thank you, Chaz, for that conversation. Thank you for the enlightenment. Um, in our next episode of Finding Kemet, it'll be entitled Elaine, where I search for a missing link to help organize my business to the best of its ability.